Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. 9.05 the clock. Asia Pacific shares are trading lower this morning following a bout of selling on Wall Street overnight. Tokyo and Sydney are both down about a quarter of a percent. Seoul is in the red as well. But still, these losses pale in comparison to how U.S. stocks kicked off the new year. For more on this and a look at which assets are doing well, we welcome back to Market View Ryan Huang, fresh off his meditation cushion. How are you doing, Ryan? Hey, Michelle, welcome back and <laughs> welcome you. to 2021. Thank you very much. You've been at work this whole way? Well, I've been at work yesterday, so <laughs> all the, um, I guess, weeks through the holidays as well. So I'm looking forward to my break coming up at the end of the month. Oh, that sounds fantastic. All right, let's kick off with US stocks, which uh, started the new year with their worst decline since late October. At one point, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was down more than 724 points. It finished off one and a quarter percent. Tech stocks in the S&P 500 did even worse. In fact, every sector of the S&P 500 finished lower except for those energy stocks. So Ryan, what fueled the sell-off? Was this profit-taking concerns about the upcoming Senate runoffs over in Georgia, or COVID-19 fears, or possibly some combination of all the above? Yeah, it's a couple of things. Even the markets need to take a break now and then. So what goes up has to come down at some point. The question is how much and how long. And we have been looking at markets overnight, selling off sharply. So all the benchmarks were down at least 1.3%. And the Dow and S&P 500 at two-week lows. So that is the picture we have. Of course, you have to take things into context. It was a very strong 2020. So you have to be prepared for a pullback at some point. And that came through yesterday. And a couple of things you pointed out. COVID-19, right atop the list, you've got rising number of cases around the world. And of course, the variants in the UK and now another one in South Africa uh, becoming a new worry that they could be more contagious and could just derail the global economy to another extent. And you also have the lockdowns in the UK. So back to lockdowns, not welcome news for the UK economy. And also the event that will be happening overnight and Mm -hmm. into tomorrow morning, the Georgia runoff elections, that is going to decide the last two seats for the Senate and who controls the Senate the Democrats or the Republicans. So indirectly, that will allow Joe Biden to push through his policies. So the implications is if the Democrats win the last two seats, they'll control the Senate. And the expectations are that this could mean President-elect Joe Biden could reverse the corporate tax cuts that Donald Trump had rolled out back in 2017. Um, So that means it could mean more pressure on company earnings and in turn, share prices. So not super good news for markets. Um, Of course, you could also have other factors in play. If Joe Biden takes office and has more leeway or flexibility in his policies, maybe some of the tensions, global trade tensions could be unwound and overall, global trade could improve. So we've got a couple of moving parts when it comes to what's happening in politics. So that's concerning markets right now. Yeah, a lot of political jitters. Are we seeing anything from trade in terms of whether or not investors are less or more confident of Republicans taking office in the Senate? In terms of trade, you are looking at, I guess, the bottom line, markets not not liking uncertainty. So with what's happening right now, there is so much in play, so much uncertainty. Investors are 
some of them at least going to be more happy to sit on the sidelines and wait this out until there's more clarity on the Senate picture and what's going to happen when uh, Joe Biden takes office and announces his agenda. And of course, you have to remember, Donald Trump is still in office for the next 15 days at least. So who knows what surprises he could pull off. So something to watch out for in the month to come. All right. Now, last time we talked to Market View, just before the Christmas holidays, you could argue that there were four major market risks. There were stimulus, Brexit, COVID-19 and U.S. President Trump. So is it fair to say that perhaps aside from COVID-19, those issues have all been resolved or are otherwise being discounted by the markets? <laughs> That's a big question, right? Yeah. Has the markets, <laughs> have the markets fully priced in everything? When it comes to COVID-19, it is... A tough one when you have the vaccine having so many angles to it, right? The deployment of the vaccine, do people want it? Are people confident enough to take it? And it's interesting as well back home that Singapore has come up with a bit of an assurance policy. If anything goes wrong after you take the vaccine, we will be prepared to support you in terms of medical um, support. So that is quite welcome news and reflects how some pockets of population are still a bit worried about taking the vaccine, which, of course, um, is the fastest developed vaccine on record. So you have also logistics issues around vaccines. The UK now saying they might not have enough vaccines for everyone. So that two-dose regimen, they are trying to say, hey, maybe your second dose won't be so soon. I need it for the first dose for the other parts of the population. So there is this balancing act between you know, do you want to spread out the first dose across more people or give the two doses to more people first? So there becomes this balancing act when it comes to the uh, vaccine supply. Mm. And I think with the Brexit um, saga, finally we had an agreement. And for now, no big shakeups yet. But of course, uh, it's still early days. And I think you have to wait it out until they cross a bridge when it comes to certain things, right? When they try to settle the tariffs. And of course, um, you have the UK um, pound pricing in quite a bit of optimism around Brexit, mm. the um, deal being sealed. So actually now going into 2021, there has been a bit of pressure on the pound and we are seeing it now trading at 1.35. Going into 2021, it was at around 1.36. So you could see the pound under more pressure uh, as the year unfolds, especially with what's going on with COVID-19 in the UK. So last night's performance is the first negative start to the year for the S&P 500 since 2016. Asian stocks did pretty well yesterday, though. So was the positive start due to a lack of guidance from US markets, something that we often see on a Monday, or are Asian investors more optimistic than their American counterparts? Yeah, it's a bit of both, right? With Wall Street being closed for a few good days, Asian markets were looking for leads. Some of them were up. So markets, some of them were up, but I would say they were mixed. You had a couple of markets that didn't do too well. Um, you've got Japanese markets, one of them, and that is after the Tokyo um, government's requested a central government for a state of emergency because of what's going on with COVID-19. And the latest news is that Japan could issue a state of emergency as early as Thursday. So that is weighing on markets this morning and likewise yesterday. For Korean markets, they were up at a record high yesterday. So 
This morning, it seems like profit-taking and pretty much that is the picture across the board. A bit of caution as we wait for what's happening in Georgia, the state runoff elections, mm-hmm. what's happening with COVID-19. And now back in Asia, the COVID-19 worries also are starting to, um, I guess, develop a bit further. So that is now leading to people just getting a bit more cautious when it comes to kicking off 2021. Yeah, absolutely. He's Ryan Huang. I'm Michelle Martin. You are listening to Market View, where we look around at what markets are talking about. I want to turn from stocks to other assets and, and begin with Bitcoin. So when we last talked in December, Bitcoins were trading at below 30,000 US dollars. Over the weekend, they smashed through that threshold. They rose to an all-time high of 34,000. But overnight, volatility kicked in and Bitcoin's price fell 17%. That is Bitcoin's biggest drop since March, 17%. So Ryan, what are analysts saying about the cryptocurrency as we look to the year ahead? Yeah, you have to think things into context with Bitcoin, right? We started 2020 with Bitcoin at around $7,000. At the end of 2020, it hits, like you mentioned, $34,000. That is more than four times back your money if you had put money into Bitcoin. But like you mentioned, it's so volatile. It's now down by as much as 17% yesterday. Mm. And that's the thing, right? What is driving Bitcoin's prices? There is so much, I guess, divisive opinions out there. Some people say Bitcoin is a religion. People are just backing it because they like it. And some people even liken the founder of Bitcoin, the creator of Bitcoin, as a prophet because you don't see him. You don't hear a lot from him. And he has created this cryptocurrency for the benefit of mankind. So it is a bit of a religion from that perspective. But you also have the supporters saying you have a lot of mainstream support coming through with PayPal, uh, supporting it with allowing users to trade. Some of the big funds are also backing it in terms of um, creating ETFs and getting their retail investors on board. So that is supporting the, I guess, positive picture around Bitcoin. But also, like markets, it has been a huge run-up in Bitcoin prices and you just have to be prepared for a pullback at some point. So Bitcoin down 17%. On the flip side, Ethereum was up 22%. So there is no real, I guess, unifying theme around cryptocurrency when it comes to what goes up and what comes down. It really depends on what's the flavor of the day. Mm. Another trend that we saw late last year, which analysts continue to talk about, is the weakening US dollar. So is a weaker greenback one of the factors that's pushing up Bitcoin? And are we seeing this play out with other assets as well, like gold? Yeah, we've talked about the weakening US dollar for quite a long time. And over the past year, we've all been expecting it to weaken even further in 2021 because of all the money printing that's going on. And the stimulus measures have been rolled out. So all that needs to be backed by money that is being printed. So what happens when the US dollar gets weaker? You are looking at people trying to conserve the value of their assets. And some are thinking a better way to do that is to go into maybe Bitcoin. Or in some cases, going into gold. So the opportunity cost of buying gold is less if uh, when the dollar gets uh, weaker. So that is now actually helping or supporting gold prices. And if we look at gold prices, they are up 2% on the first day of 2021. And look at gold prices right now, it's trading at around $1,940. 
So it is looking like, hey, maybe gold is starting to be back in favour. Hmm. So the price of gold jumped 2.7% overnight. That's its highest level in eight weeks, holding steady above the 1900 mark. One topic we haven't hit on yet, Ryan, is US-China relations. These took another blow over the new year as the New York Stock Exchange announced it will delist three major Chinese telecom companies in order to comply with new Trump administration rules. So what is the latest here? Yeah, so these three telcos are China Telecom, China Mobile and China Unicom Hong Kong. So they are, while the US claims they have links to the Chinese military. And it's a long list of companies. So what has happened is the New York Stock Exchange has announced they will delist them come sometime next week, January 11th. Actually, just days away from Joe Biden taking office. So it's a big question mark what's going to happen after that because maybe Joe Biden will change his mind and reverse the changes. Um, also, what will happen if he doesn't? Maybe he just lets it continue on that trajectory. And this, for background, was an executive order that Donald Trump signed back in November. So pretty much the New York Stock Exchange just carrying out the executive order. And maybe you could see more companies on that list being delisted. So this will include the likes of the oil sector or energy sector, which will involve names like CNOC, Petrochem China, and a few more that we will be looking out for. China, Petro- China Petroleum and Chemical Corporation could be another name. So that is weighing on the stock prices of these companies at the start of 2021. Mm. And as the, I guess, politics unfold, we could see even more pressure in uh, days to come. Yeah, so most trading in China Mobile, China Telecom and China Unicorn takes place outside the Mm. US. Now, has the New York delisting affected their share prices in Hong Kong? Yeah, so looking at what happened on New York Stock Exchange, we saw China Telecom down 6.4% overnight. If you look at Hong Kong, very similar picture. Markets were down or prices were down for these companies. Mm. China Telecom down by around 2.8%. Uh, of course, uh, now with ADRs not going to be traded on the New York Stock Exchange, you will likely see more pressure on the US side. So that seller pressure there is... Uh, Continuing, And if you look at what's happening elsewhere in terms of spillover effects, people getting a bit jittery around Chinese tech names as well. So Alibaba Group also down around 3%. And Pintuoto, another internet stock, was down as much as 4% on New York trade. So you've got to be a bit more, I guess, uh, mindful or careful around the Chinese stock sector or at least stocks with Chinese exposure in the um, near term. Mm. Now, let's check in on local stocks now. The Straits Times Index started the year off in the green, rising a little more than half a percent to 28.58. How is the SDI doing this morning, Ryan? Is it adding to those gains or is it following those US markets even lower? Yeah, so good day one for Singapore markets, up 0.5%, like you mentioned, off the back of... Q4 GDP numbers, which were not as bad as forecast. Uh, It saw a contraction of 3.8%, and that was better than the consensus forecast of negative 4.5%. So maybe markets were getting a bit of support from there, but going into the second day of 2021, we are looking at markets down by 0.6%. So tracking the rest of the region. And one stock to watch out for will be City Developments. That was the worst performer yesterday, down 2.1% to $7.80. That is after a third director stepped down. It's the 
well, the latest one in recent months to do so after a disagreement over the firm's investment in China-based developer Sincere Property Group. So that is now continuing to extend losses. CDL is down by 1.9% this morning. And glove makers also down. And one interesting one to watch out for would be Top Glove. Um, you saw Top Glove yesterday down nearly 8% in Singapore trading, 10% in Malaysia trading. Uh, that was despite saying they will pay out a special dividend of 20% on top of its existing payout ratio of 50%. It is recovering some of those losses right now up by 0.5%. So that's the picture we have for the STI and the Singapore markets in the opening minutes. Thanks very much, Ryan. Ryan Huang there. I'm Michelle Martin. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.